This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and editor-in-chief at arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney. It is a final from Cleveland, 37-21. Your Kansas City Chiefs improve to now 8-1 and one on the year with the win. We're also joined in studio by the former Chief linebacker and down the stretch, the very audible Sean Barber with lots to say about the way this one ended. Uh, Pete, 37-21, 16-point win. Browns made some mistakes. This could have been closer, but you have a young quarterback in there making some mistakes, and the Chiefs... They they did what they do. Yeah, it's just another day at the office. You know, it's one of these games where you went in and said, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs are clearly better than the Cleveland Browns. They should dominate this football game. There should really not be a question, and I think that's exactly what you got. I look forward now already to Arizona next week, and you're starting to see these games. I think in the past as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, You had a little bit of Murphy's Law, like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So, like, maybe a game like this, you somehow are playing with the Browns. That's no longer the case. You go into games and, like, against the Browns, you're supposed to win. You win by two scores. Could have been more than that. And then now you look ahead to to Arizona, and I tweeted, Chiefs probably going to win that game by 100 points. Like That that is not even going to be a question, (laughs) that game. I look, you know, what is what what is the biggest spread going to be in that? 16 and a half? Is that, or is it, will it be more? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the type of football team you have. You have a Super Bowl contender, and there is little doubt about that now. Yeah, we'll uh, obviously, as the week progresses, you guys at Arrowhead Pride will be getting into, who was the quarterback over there, Rosen? Rosen or whatever, whatever it is. But this yeah. is this one is uh, all about you at 576-7610. That's the phone number. Your reaction to this. Also, you can text in. To the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line. Hello, new sponsor, 69306. Mr. Barber, your thoughts on a 37-21 to 21 victory? Well, I'm in, in process going down the, uh, my check sheet on my, my over-unders, seeing how, how many I got right. I'm looking like I'm about 75% right now. So that's a day. That's a, good, that's a win at the office. That's a good day? That's a great day at the office, actually. Uh, I take 75% anytime. Um, as I think as we said before, um, the, the really one impressed me was the over-under the game's total, which was, I think I said it was 57 points, and it being 58. So they, mm-hmm. eh. Vegas knows what they're doing, Yeah, man. I mean, Vegas one, knows what they're one, doing. One, 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 one point <laughs> off, I can't be so mad at myself. So good day at the office, especially for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, all week long we heard people chirping and, and, and whispering about trap game. I, you I mean, can't have a trap game if there's no game on the other side you're worried about. <laughs> you can't like if you're if this was like Patriots, Browns, Packers, you'd be like, okay, that middle game is a trap game. You can't have a trap game if there's no trap. Trap game without the trap. <laughs> so on to the next. Yeah, on to the next. On to the next. See, this is one of those like in the middle of the third quarter. I think everybody was sitting around like, all right, is this game going to be over yet? And that second half seemed to take forever. Meanwhile, that first half seemed to really churn along. Yeah, it was quick, and I don't know. You get to the you get to the second half of this game, and and yeah, it's getting to the point. And, and this is what I think Chiefs fans have wanted for a long time. The team is so good, and I think there was so little question in this game mm. that it, until the second half, it did get a little boring. First, for, for you it know, did. because 
I, and there, and that's what next week should be. I mean, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Cardinals, and, and there should be no question from the second that game starts as to who's going to win the football game, especially with, with the way those two franchises are going. Uh, and that's what you've been waiting for for years and years if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We got uh, Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber in studio. I'm Mike Wickett. Let's hear from you. Five seven six seven six ten. We always lead off with Dan. He's the man in KCK. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. Hi, Pete. It was a great way the Chiefs how they dominated in the second half. Great homecoming by Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And I, 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 this guy on the bus said that, uh, on the Metro bus said they had Chiefs were won by 100 points. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to ask you a question. What do you, what do you suppose Eric Berry's uh, time status is? Do you, th- do you think when you come back to practice? Let's take care of the Cardinals. Take care of yourself. All right. Well, that is the $60 million question. What is Eric Berry's time status? As things are starting to come out, you heard Therese Paler of Yahoo Sports the other day mention sometime in December, and you're, you've been seeing reports come out of NFL Network. Tom Pelissero reported this morning that Barry in the next couple of weeks will get going. And, you know, when different different uh, reporters are starting to talk the similar ways, you know, it's starting to seem like maybe three, four, five weeks, which means we'll eventually get to 100 days of him not practicing. But, uh, you, you know, you, I just I just wonder what player we're going to get having now missed. It's going to be 25, 26 games in a row. So what, Barry, are you getting back? And I, I think that's a, a conversation for another day. Thanks for the phone call, Dan. DJ and Fargo, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Oh, hi, guys. Thanks for having me on yeah. again. Um, I, you know, great win. Um, really happy about the win. Seemed like a trap game for us. Glad we came out with the W. But I'm still really, really concerned about that defense. Should it keep me up at night? Or should I just be glad that the offense is playing very well? It's just really concerning for me. I know. I hope in the playoffs it doesn't come back to haunt us. So, thanks. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Let's talk to Sandy, who's in Belton. You're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Hi, Sandy. Hey, I just want to say I'm a happy Chiefs fan. So Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. All right. That's like, all I've got to say. I like that. Thank you very much, Sandy. Our man Chester is on the line. Praise be, Chester. All right. How good and how pleasant it is for football players to unify and find a way to win a game. Uh, this is the five games in a row where they've gotten over 30 points. Mm. Eight games in a row where the quarterback has thrown over 300-some yards. Woo. The defense kept them. 21 points. Look how many games if you just get uh, around 35 and keep them to 21. We're looking for more. How good and how pleasant it is for people to unify together and see how they find a way to win football games. God bless you. Yes, as always. Phone lines are cleared. 576-7610. You want to jump in on this? Your Chiefs are 8-1 and one as they can begin the second half of the year. Phone lines are open, 576-7610. I do want to comment about that first call. We just said three in a row, but it was a Chiefs fan who was a little uncomfortable with how the defense looks. Right. Uh, and it is. That it, was actually a taped call from week two, week <laughs> six, and last week. It is concerning because right now you're looking at opposing offenses, and it doesn't matter which customer it is. It could be a, a, a foe like the Patriots or the Chargers. It could be the Broncos. It could be the Browns. Um, you can pretty much write down a big day for two or three of their playmakers today you saw duke johnson uh yeah he, he had huge a, day he had a strong game nick nick chubb was having his way on certain downs against his chiefs uh defense and almost four yards of carry for chubb yeah and, and it is a concern because again you look at a team like the browns that's fine you look at a team next week like the cardinals that's fine if you're giving up yardage because the offense is going to have its way it's these other teams like you saw in new england that are going to be able to keep this game 
you know, back and forth. That that's that uh, a quarterback that's going to be able to go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Two weeks, eight days from tomorrow. That's the game you're talking about. I don't worry about Rosen next week. I right. didn't really worry about this game, even though Baker had a pretty decent day. I mean, I know uh, he threw the pick at the end, but before that, he was 29 of 41 for 297 and two scores. That's not bad for a rookie, right? You know, I mean, he still made some plays. It's two weeks from now when they don't have an inexperienced quarterback, when they don't have an inexperienced number one running back, when they don't have questions at the wide receiver spot after the number one guy. It's Jared Goff, it's Cooks, it's Cup, it's Woods, it's Gurley. That, in the game in Mexico City, Monday night, a week from tomorrow, that's the game. That That's the that's when this defense is going to look like what they did against New England. I just, it's, it's, it's opposing quarterback. Like, Baker Mayfield doesn't scare you yet. But team, the teams that have quarterbacks that scare you are Patriots with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Phil Rivers with the Chargers, uh, Jared Goff even a little bit with the, the Los Angeles Rams, capable quarterbacks and capable offenses that are going to be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and go toe-to-toe just because yeah. based upon how poor the de- – like, I, wor- I don't worry so much about the, uh, a game the Chiefs you know, are clearly better in. I worry about a team that has a, a really good offense and that could put up points on the Chiefs' defense that could stay with Mahomes. If a game gets into the 40s, it, it could go either way right now with this Chiefs defense, and especially when you get down to the six teams in the AFC. Like, the AFC, it's so hard to we, – we take it a little bit for granted in Kansas City. It is so hard to make the playoffs in the yeah. National Football League. Yeah. That is the cream of the crop towards the end of the season. This defense isn't going to cut it against some of these top ech- upper echelon AFC offenses. Test number one, they failed at New England. They failed. I mean, I, I this team does real well against, for whatever reason, Phil Rivers, but their next major test is a week from tomorrow. I mean, there were it, individual performances that were good today. Like, I really like the game that Steve Nelson played. I don't worry about testing against Cleveland. It's the interior. It's it seems like the interior run defense is is struggles week in and week out. Anthony Hitchens was hurt today. I I just I I like I said I worry about a team that has a good offense that's going to be willing to run the football more so than they throw. So the team coming to Mexico City <laughs> that wears yellow and blue, the, the the Rams. I mean, it's not the quarterback, Sean. You know, Baker again, decent day for Baker Mayfield. It's not the quarterback next week. It's an offense like Brady's offense. These elite offenses. Can the Chiefs keep up with that defense? Um, I think you know e- each week the matchup is going to have its own um, set of standards and set of uh, problems for our, our defense. Um, offensively, we can you know we've already proven we can score thirty to forty points on any any team in the league this year. Um, and so yeah, when we when we when we go to Mexico and have to face Jared Goff, uh, Gurley's going to be a problem. Woods, um, Brooke, um, that's going to be Cooks. A- all those guys going to be. They, I mean, they're problems for everybody though. So it's nothing new. So it's going to come down to last possession. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That, that I have no. I have zero percent faith in it. Like if this game came down to a team with a decent quarterback. The final possession, then the Chiefs have a three point lead. What's your confidence level right now? Because mine is small. All right, let. Two and a half minutes left. Mahomes just throws a touchdown in Mexico City. They're up 33-30, kicking the ball off. There, better, about, there better be less than about, a minute left. How about Because if there's t- enough time for them to be able to run the about football, 30, you're going to lose the game. How about 33-31? They're kicking the ball off to the Rams with two and a half minutes to go. You feel good that Goff and Gurley Abs- and Woods and Cooks and Cooper Cup? One million percent no. One, I mean, I, it's, it's those close games against mm-hmm. these good teams that I don't know if you're there yet, and 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 the defense needs to imp- like. I've been saying this for a while now, and I, I feel like a broken record. It, you don't have to be a perfect defense, but you got to mm-hmm. be middle of the road, and they are just bad. Five seven six seven six ten. Back to the phones. We go to uh, Joe listening to us online in Oklahoma. You're on six ten. What's up, Joe? Hey, 
How's it going, guys? All right. Man, I heard all week how this was a trap game. And we just outclassed them. Do we know the definition of trap game? If you heard that this was a trap game, <laughs> this was not a trap game. This was a game they should have gone up and won. There was nothing last week. There's no there, the reason the people fall for trap games, Joe, is because the game after is a big game, a tough game, a monster opponent. Next week is the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, well, I I get what you're saying, but I don't think anyone's paying attention to the next week. We're all looking at Mexico. So next uh, week okay, is so, so next uh, week is got, okay. next week is the trap. Game. Okay, next yeah, week the trap. Okay, I'll, well, I'll, I guess, I'll buy that. They're there's no no. There next. Here's my listen. I understand that where you could maybe have that line of thinking. There, I don't know what I could do. There's no way the Chiefs lose next week. There, I mean, don't, no, no, do not say that. There Joe, is a, Joe a, do not let Pete <laughs> say that. There's no way. <laughs> Unlo- yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, a, I guess, there's a scenario that you don't really want to bring up because oh, you don't want to jinx anything. But there, oh, to me, Lord, there's dude. no way. Yeah, Joe, tonight wasn't the trap game. Next week could be the one where they think they can roll the helmets out, and then Pete's team comes and stomps all over them because they're not taking them seriously. Well, looking ahead to next week, how do you guys feel about Sammy Watkins? I'm nervous. Ooh. Oh, see, that was a hotly off the air during the game. Is Chris in there? Or is it? Or are you bagging on Sammy? You're the one bagging on Sammy during the ball game. I'm not. I am not a big. I'm not. I'm. I don't not like Sammy Watkins the player. Like I, I don't dislike Sammy Watkins the player. I just like dislike the situation he was brought into. You 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 paid. You paid a guy like he's Mike Evans and that percentage of your cap, and he's the fourth, five, five or fifth option. I mean, five catches, sixty two yards today. Not a bad day. No, not a bad day. Not a bad day, and I think he's a. I think he's an above average wide receiver. But why are you paying him that much of the percentage of the cap? And then you have all these defensive issues. That's my thing. That Sean, is my thing about watching. Sean, tell them about team salaries, how much they're paying guys. Go ahead. Tell them. Tell, tell them not to worry about dollars. We don't worry about dollar bills. You have to. <laughs> you have okay? to. There's no. There's, there's no really. The, the cap is just a dream. If the chief, if the Chiefs get to a Super Bowl or an AFC title game against the New England Patriots, and this game gets into the fifties. And the Patriots win fifty to forty six, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, you're going to look at that money that you spent on Watkins and didn't put into the yeah, D. But without Watkins, you might only score thirty six. That that is my problem with the beef, and I under I've I've worn that. It, my beef with Sammy Watkins lives in the hypothetical, and it isn't with Sammy Watkins again because I like the player. It's with I guess it's more so with the contract they gave him. And before you start guaranteeing wins, I'd like to take you back to last November. When the Kansas City Chiefs were on the road, and I remember listening to Bob Fesco, and Fesco telling me there is no way the Kansas City Chiefs will go into New York and lose to the 2-8 and eight New York Giants. There's just no way. Well, There's yeah. absolutely no way. Everyone's injured. There's no backup. Everybody's broken. That team's a dis- – team They is- were down to, like, their seventh receiver. They won 12 game. to 9. They beat the Chiefs 12 that to 9. That was the worst football game I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, pro football game, I, I should believe say. believe that. Yeah, nope. You're a Syracuse fan. You've probably seen some terrible games. Seven and two. Don't <laughs> it's look a big now. year. Don't look now. Uh, let's go to you in KC. What's up, you? What's going on, gentlemen? How's it going? Doing Hi. Eight. eight and one. How are you doing? I'm great. But um, I'm glad we're eight and one and everything. But one of the things that concerns me is that we're not playing four quarters of football. And it all has been getting to me all season. And it's like we can, but we're not doing it. Um, even on offense, we're not doing it. And that somewhat concerns me, but I guess we don't need to turn it all, uh, all on the whole game, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Are they playing four quarters of football, Sean Barber? 
Yes, they are trying to. Uh, the, the the attempt is being made to play in four quarters. It just it's so hard to play when your offense is being this efficient. Um, I mean, pretty much what they scored touchdown field goal five out of the first six possessions. Um, besides giving up a block punt, they put the Browns in scoring position. Um, you just got to keep them from scoring, you know, uh, in a five-play series, something like that. If they have to snap the ball eight to ten times, it gives you plenty of chances um, to get a big a sack, forced fumble. Um, we, we thought we had one today with uh, Ford coming off the end, but they, there was a ghost flag, must have been a clear flag. Some Somebody dropped a uh, – I didn't see the yellow flag, but they still came with the offsides call. Which clearly wasn't offsides. That took away a turnover weird, for the weird refereeing in the first half. Yeah, it was it was all over the place. But they persevered. It's 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 tough to win on the road. You take a win the way you can get it, and they're going to come back home uh, to Arizona. So you just you just continue to try to get better, man. Like I said, this 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 defense is ranked. I think twenty. It was twenty first going into the game today, uh, averaging giving up about twenty six points a game. Mm-hmm. They gave up twenty seven to the Browns. I mean, they're right. They're, I mean, they're right where they are. They are they, who they say they and, are. And they, between twenty and thirty is a difference. <clears throat> excuse me, about a two and a half points. Like it's not like yeah. There's a everybody is in I'm that not, same. I'm not making excuses. This defense at times is terrible, but everybody in this league for the most part gives up points. Thank you. Lots of them. So the difference in a, a, a winning team and a losing team this year isn't on the defense side of the ball. It's offenses. If you're averaging 35 to 40 points, you're, you know, 7 and 1, 8 and 0. If you're averaging, you know, in the low 20s like some of the offensive teams are, then you're you're on the other side of that. So, it's offensive offensive driven game right now, obviously a quarterback driven league, and so we uh I think we put our assets on that side of the ball this year. We're going to let it see what it do. You, thanks man. Appreciate the phone call. Let's talk to Trevor. You're next up. What's up, Trevor? Trevor. Hey, what's going on, guys? Trevor, how's Cleveland? How much have you had to drink today? Um, quite a bit. I am walking <laughs> out of the stadium right now, heading to some Cleveland barbecue. I don't know what that's going to be like. Probably but uh, we'll find out. Probably hey, gross. I'm just calling. This is the first Kansas City Chiefs win I've ever seen in my life from transplanting from a 10-year-old. 30 years old, I moved out to Columbus when I was 10. I'm like 0-4 with Chiefs games. Wow. I finally find a win with PM15 coming on the field. He's, just, he's the man. He is the man. He's going to lead us to playoffs year after year, Super Bowl championships. Maybe not this year, but, you know, you know a few years down the road, we're going to get him. What, we are going to get him. If you had one word to describe how you're feeling inside, what word would that be? Oh man! I like. Come on! I can't. I can't put words right now. Well, Trevor, do it. Walk down the road as you're walking down the road in Cleveland. Hold up the phone and scream out "Go Chiefs!" as loud as you can. Hey, I'll tell you what. We took over the the bottom bowl of the stadium. We were taking over. You did. You did. The whole, we, we we heard the, the chop, man. Had. We heard the chop on TV. Hey. That was me. That was me starting. That I was solely you. Did you? Whole third, fourth quarter. We Did got you, the guy. We got the guy that started the chop at at the you at the Brown the Stadium. Hey, it was unbelievable. Hey, the whole road behind me. I bought a ticket by myself. Came down here, sat down. The whole road behind me was Chiefs. Two rows down was all Chiefs. The whole bottom row, the bottom bowl, was all Chiefs. Hey, scream out, go Chiefs, as loud as you can, right down the middle of the street. Hey, let's go, Chiefs! There he is. Save that call. Trying to get that guy beat up. Boom. You're trying to get that guy beat up, Mike. Breaking news. Kansas City transplant Trevor from Columbus 
had his arm ripped off in front of the Browns game after after egging on Browns fans. He was the one who started the chop, so I'm glad we got that Wait, guy on the that program. That guy is it, man. That's it. He's a tra- Finally, he saw a win. Let's go Good to Brandon in St. Joe. Brandon, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. I, I've just kind of recently started listening to you guys, and I like a lot of the things that you guys say. Thank you. Um, you shut down the, the idiots that don't quite understand what's exactly happening, and I like that, but at the same time, I feel like there's a few things Uh-oh. that, you know, should be addressed. All like, right. we're, I'm, I'm so happy that we're 8-1, and one and I can't, you know, like, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that from just, to, you know, when we hit that midseason slump like normal. But uh, I, think it's, I think it's definitely time that we move on from the Ron Parker experiment. That's, that's got to go. And what do you want like, to see gotta, in Ron Parker's place? I don't know. I we need we need we need Dan to come back, man. We need we need Dan. We need Derek. We need them all back. And it's just it's looking like it's going to be longer and longer each week. There's so. a, there's certainly a case out there to be made that you know Daniel Sorensen's now been practicing for the last two weeks. You bring him back in the fold. If it's him and Lucas and Murray, you wonder if Parker or Josh Shaw, the Chiefs, wave goodbye to them. Uh, Parker has been struggling the past two weeks. That has been apparent. And so this is, I mean, that's a, that's a good thought right there. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Brandon. Hopefully they will get back. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Nick and Olathe, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's How's up, it? Nick? How's it going? First, good win, expected win. So uh, to what you guys previously said yesterday about the Chiefs not being able to possibly com- compete with this upper-tier teams, you guys keep forgetting that they're a young team. The only thing there's going to be is for improvement. Who can't they take? Chargers already beat them. Steelers already beat them. The same thing can be said that if they wouldn't have gone for that 79-yard strike against the Patriots and would have took their time down the field, right. they'd have knocked off the Patriots, too. But they didn't. So I'm saying they're young. They're inexperienced. They're finally worth starting to figure out how to work together. And when that comes together, there's no reason to say that these guys can't be unbeatable. Nick, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked these two guys. Uh, eight days from now, when you're watching that Monday night game, let's say that, that Mahomes and company lead them to a 33-31 lead with two and a half minutes to go, and they kick the ball off to Jared Goff and company, who are going to start at the 25. You feel good about this defense? Justin Houston and Eric Berry playing? No. Um, I would say that would probably be the deciding factor for Bob Sutton in that situation. Whether they get the job done, yes, I think they can. But I think that if you can't, I think it's about time to get rid of Bob Sutton and switch over defensive coordinator. Who do you want to start at the? Uh, who do you want to replace Bob Sutton? Ah, oh, man, there's so many young defensive coordinators in there, but the stats don't lie. Over the past three years, that defense has been on a steady incline year after year after year after year. And when do we just say enough is enough? Well, but again, do you do you have anybody in mind, maybe, or you just want to may, maybe bring in Robin Rex Ryan as co-defensive coordinator? Oh, you shut your mouth, Pete. By the way, Nick Mike, was I, being serious. All by, right. By the way, Mike, I think your math's a little middle off right now. Fifteen days until uh, Chiefs and Rams on Monday. Am I, am I getting over? Am I? Oh, I am. Yeah, fifteen days. So we got we got two weeks. I assume the text line got me right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jumping ahead. I'm excited for the game too. I'm let's like, I let's not ca- overlook. I don't care about the Arizona game. The Arizona I really don't. I don't give a rat's ass about the Arizona game. Should we game. just cancel everything for next week? Just yeah, cancel the program. Let, let's just move to Mexico right yep. now. That that'd be great. Viva La Chiefs you, and Rams and I head to Mexico. Yeah, first week in Cancun. Follow tequila, live worm yeah. in it. First, see first. what. Sean, are you down? 
I took some time in prayer and I took some long thoughts thinking about this. Uh, as I hear the callers calling for uh, Ron Parker, calling for a new in, a new, you know, hitching, they're calling for all these new players. Uh-oh. So defensively, I look at being a defensive ball player in the NFL kind of like being an auto mechanic, right? And if I'm an auto mechanic and I'm trained to work on an Audi or a, whatever car I've been trained to work on, I might be very good at working on that car. I might be not so good working on that car, but whatever. You can't just take – it's not like every car has its own way to work on it. It's not just being an auto – you can't just take any auto mechanic and have them come work on your car and think it's going to be perfect. The Bob Sutton defense is an intricate defense. It's about being aligned and signed in the right place. You, it's very detail-orientated. So the guys that we have playing, the guys that we brought into camp that know the defense, that's pretty much what you got going forward. So all these hopes and dreams that we can just go. Well, yeah, now that the trade player, deadline has passed, it's well, over. even a free even. I mean, it is what it is. We got the guys in in, in the building that are going to be able to play this season. Help, and so you can you know instead of Lucas go with Murray, and instead of Sorensen go with. Uh, Ron Parker, if you want to make trades that with, with people that are already in, on the roster and start some guys or switch up some packages, play more dime than nickel, uh, play three safeties instead of you know two line, like, right. that kind of stuff can be changed with. But if we talk about personnel, can't changes, change personnel anymore. It ain't changing. So live with what you got. That's the 2018 season. Hopefully we don't have the ball late. I mean, the, hopefully we have the ball late. The last possible chance was for the Chiefs to acquire a Clinton Dix. They didn't make the move. And uh, Collins. You didn't miss out too, on much. Collins, it was too expensive. Yeah, we saw him at the Redskins miss like three tackles. Yeah, you didn't miss. I know some people uh, want to complain about missing out on Haha Clinton Dix. You didn't miss out on much. But now that, what I'm saying is now that now that, that deadline has passed, that ship has sailed. Like, it, he, Sean is correct. This is These are the guys you're working with. They're not firing Bob Sutton as much as people no. Say and want. This is it. And this They're is eight the t- and one. So it's these young players by the end of the season, which is still possible because there's, what, seven games left now, mm-hmm. need to get better. Eric Berry has to come back. We joke about it a lot, but for whatever reason, it has to be put aside. He has to get back. I, I believe that the team thinks he will be, be back. That's what you hear constantly, that they really, truly believe he will be back. And that's your midseason addition. And hopefully he makes the difference in making you a Super Bowl team or not. That's it. That's pretty much it right there. That is. 576-7610. Or you just hope that, you know, you see more of this right here. Hey, fine, tight, tight, tight. Play clock down to three, down to two. He gets the snap, and he gets run over and pushed back behind the 25-yard line. Chris Jones. Big number, 95, 6'6", 310. It's a big boy right there. And, uh, you know, and all the love goes to D Ford. Chris Jones having himself a great run as well. Right back to the phones. Chiefs fans, you win again. 37-21, now 8-1. Kale, which is also, by the way, Pete's favorite food. You're on uh, 610 Sports Radio. What's you know, up, Kale? You know that's a lie. Don't lie. Nobody likes Kale, all right? I hear that every time somebody says my name. So, wait a minute. That wasn't, that wasn't an original joke? No, not at all. Son of a bitch. All right, go ahead, Kale. <laughs> you, know, you know, I hate to be that fan, and, like, and everybody always complains about the officiating, especially when we win. But what the heck was going on today? I mean, first off, like with the D Ford strip, and they, they throw, first off, I didn't even see a flag thrown, and it wasn't even the officiator that was closest to D Ford that threw the flag, apparently, no. and they just randomly just go, they pan out and go back, and they're moved back to where they were, and they reset it, and they're like, oh, well, there must have been an offside call. And they go to the replay, and there wasn't, he didn't even move. He, he didn't even flinch. He went right off on the ball, perfect time, and that's why he stripped the ball. He made a great play. And then the other thing was is maybe I am 
I'm just a little confused about the intentional grounding call. Yeah, um, we, we, uh, at, at halftime, Kale, we kind of tried to figure out, and the official rule was that in the, in the referees' minds, the clock was stopped, and when you spike a ball when the clock is stopped, that's a delay a game. However, those of us that have eyes watched the game, <laughs> and a second rolled off the yeah. clock, to which the officials yeah. then screwed that up, called the 10-second runoff, and then Andy Reid said, no, timeout to nullify the 10-second runoff, and at the end, it was nothing more than a Patrick Mahomes interception. These, refer- these, <laughs> yeah. re- these referees today Bad. have to be thanking God that there wasn't an upset and it wasn't closer because if the Chiefs lost this game and that crap happened at the end of the first half, people would have been livid. Yeah. So they're lucky. They're a little bit lucky about how that went. Yeah, I just I just found that I found that very strange, and the fact that it was a complete pass, and as soon as the the whistle blows, the clock's supposed to run again. Right. I mean, he didn't run out of bounds. I mean, mm-hmm. so I just that that I just couldn't believe it. Just it just kept like at that point towards the end of the half. I just like, you can't do anything but laugh. I mean, like I'm not going to sit there and throw a remote, my, the remote at the TV when we're still up and we're still we're still beating them and we're beating them good. But I mean, it's like, what, what do you do? I mean, it's, I just, I couldn't believe that it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was super confusing. And when we got on the air, the thing was like, we got on the air Mm -hmm. 18 seconds after that play happened. And you and I taking phone calls, trying to figure out at the same time at halftime, like we don't know what happened (laughs) because no one understands what happened. Kale. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cole, you're next up on 610 sports radio. What's up, Cole? Hey, guys, I'm just curious, um, you know, we check the practice report whenever it comes out later in the week, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's always the same names on there. Everybody wants to talk about Barry, and Houston practices. Houston, Houston practiced a little bit this week, I saw, and Sorensen's back practicing. Do you think they're planning to bring those guys back as for the Rams game, or do you think they're going to try and hold them out until after the bye week? Um, I think it'd be, it'd be, you know, obviously you want everybody back, but – it's just a regular season game, and I think sometimes people kind of make too big of a deal about it. Once Daniel Sorensen practices, the way this works is now that he's off uh, and practicing, the Chiefs have three weeks to get him, get him back either onto the roster or injured reserve. The way that Andy Reid has been talking, I see Daniel Sorensen probably being activated, I would guess, sometime this week. That way you get him back into the mix in the Cardinals game and, and you have him for that big game against the Rams. When it comes to Justin Houston, the the way that Chiefs media works during the season is the Chiefs media is allowed to watch practices for the first 20 minutes, which is like mainly stretching. <laughs> so I saw on Friday and I was like, wait, you know, Justin Houston, at least in stretching, looked like a m- man who could potentially play today. I, I wasn't uh, exactly sure that he would sit. He ended up uh, obviously being out. But I, based upon my look last week, Friday briefly, I would tell you that I think that Justin Houston is back in the mix this week. And he almost played today. He was questionable. Questionable, but didn't get a chance to go. How? I have a serious question about Sorensen. All right. Dirty this, dirty Dan. I, I, I've i been getting mixed reactions from guys around here on, on, on 610, talking to the guys. You're talking to someone across and Sean who loves Dan Sorensen. Dirty Dan, that's my man. Is he, how much of an upgrade is Daniel Sorensen from anybody else that we've seen play this year? How much of an upgrade? Um, so that includes Parker, Murray, yeah. Lucas, mm-hmm. Shaw. I think what Dan what, what Dan Sorison allows the the coordinator to do is he it, it, it's such a it's such a comfort zone to be able to just leave the same personnel out there and not having to worry about 
matching personnel with the offensive personnel. Sometimes that becomes a, 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 a bit of a frustrating task in itself, figuring out, you know, how many wide receivers, how many running backs, and getting the right personnel in. When you have Dan Soros and he can play box safety, he can play covering linebacker, he can play a deep safety position. He 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 can do. So, I mean, he's a you know jackknife of a of a defense. He can play so many different positions. You can leave the same personnel out there and feel very comfortable running. You know, eighty percent of your your defensive plays. So, I think from a comfort level, we can do the same things without him. But we're just constantly having to change personnel between Dan Dorison, Lucas, Murray, uh, Hitchens, all to get the same effectiveness as is with just Dirty Dan being on the field. So, um, so ability wise. He's not a giant upgrade, but it's just the knowledge that he doesn't have to come out every third play. Yeah. And the packages can stay the same with him in there. It's a consistency thing, not not boy Dan Sorensen is Sean Taylor. But then it but it also comes down like this. Like what we don't understand is like a lot of times on defense you have like alerts and checks that basically against a certain offensive formation, you want to check into a certain defense. Well, if that defense isn't one of the defenses that are called in a certain personnel, defensive personnel package. Mm-hmm. Well, that voids that that defense opportunity out. But when you have Dirty Dan in there, he can do nickel, dime, base, big nickel. So everything is up. All all your calls and checks and everything they stay alive. And so when you do things, they call like an automatic call. You you change your you know your call based off of their formation because you want to get the best defense against that formation. All of that stuff becomes uh, alive again. So that's why I think the excitement to get Dirty Dan back on the field from a defense standpoint and see what his defense can really do. Um, to me, is very exciting. I remind people, too, though, with Dirty Dan, people were so excited about uh, Sorensen this year because Barry would finally be back. And, and Dan, 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 Danny Sorensen's role as a safety is kind of in a secondary role. So I, I just caution people to thinking, okay, he's going to re-enter the lineup and make a huge difference. I mean, people were excited again about his, his year and his value being better because Barry was supposed to be back this year. And, of course, until Barry gets back, we don't really know what this defense truly looks like. And when I say truly looks like it's in the playoffs, because at the end of the day in Kansas City, you make you made the playoffs now the last what five or six years. That's what matters. And, and so to me, it's what does that defense look like once those playoffs begin? Here, Patrick Mahomes coming up next. Also, we're going to hear from Peanut. We're going to hear from Sean. We want to hear from you. Five seven six seven six ten. You're going to hear from your quarterback coming up after another win for the Chiefs, thirty seven twenty one over the Cleveland Browns. They're eight one. The signal caller is next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Three eleven and counting. End zone. Oh, what a catch. What a throw. And a touchdown. Another touchdown pass for Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. There's CBS on the call. That was a bullet. You're listening to the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wicket. That was a laser that Patrick Mahomes threw to Travis Kelsey, and he went up and snatched that thing, and you heard him yell there at the end, which I thought was cool. Yeah, the Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey connection, it's something special in, in, in Kansas City. These are two... So I know it's going to sound crazy, but these are two of some of the greatest football players I think you're like you're ever going to see. Period. Like aside from being in the like, I think Kelsey's tracking to really go down as one of the best tight ends in history, especially uh, in Chiefs history. I mean, you got the gold standard is is Tony. He may you know by 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 the time this is all said and done, he may eclipse Tony. 
different offense in different leagues, so you might see his numbers eclipse all the Tonys down the road. And I think the offensive trend in the NFL only helps that. It'll be so hard to compare, I think, football between, like, nowadays moving forward with some of the old guys because of that. But even so, and even if they were playing in the same – I think I, I would have to think the numbers would be at least similar by the by when it's all said and done. Here's uh, Patrick Mahomes on the sideline on CBS after the 37-21 win over the Browns. Eight straight games of over 300 yards passing for you. You know, I was talking to your dad on the sideline before the game, and he said, I knew Patrick would make plays, but I never expected this. How are you maintaining this pace? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about sticking with the process. Uh, we have a lot of great players on our team. Offensive line's blocking really well, and I'm getting the ball out of my hands. I mean, it, it really is a testament to those guys. I mean, they're making in plays it seems like every single week you knew coming in this game that you'd be facing a cleveland team that had been through some turmoil this week how were you able to avoid that false sense of security what was the mindset i mean when you watch these guys on tape uh, i mean they have a ton of talent everywhere you know that they're, they're they were two or three games away from being uh five and two or whatever it is and you know that they're going to compete and they're going to come out here and fight and they did today and uh I'm, I'm, luckily we came out on top Two touchdowns for both Cleveland guys, Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. What can you say about the impact those guys had today in front of their home crowd? Yeah, I mean, I knew them coming back home, they were going to play with uh, that sense of passion that I haven't seen yet. And uh, for them to get out there and uh, make plays back home, I'm glad for them and I'm glad that their family can see it. Pat, thanks. Good luck against Arizona next week. Yeah, thank you. Courtesy of CBS. Joining us on the line right now for BarrowheadPride.com is uh, our very good friend, Kent Swanson. Kent. Outside of the desperation heave at the end of the first uh, first half, you know this was a, a guy who was going up against a defense that turns that is known for turn, making teams turn the ball over. Chiefs didn't do that. Mahomes didn't do that. What did you see out of Patrick Mahomes today? Kind of a little salty that he wound up throwing that pick too. I was I was trying right. to keep those off the record, but yeah, no, he was he was exceptional today. Uh, a lot of good things to take away from his performance. Uh, it's remarkable efficiency, too. I mean, I think he averaged over 11.7 yards per attempt. That's ridiculous. And that would have been the best in the NFL last year by 3.6 yards. So, um, yeah, just a great, you know, great performance from him. And uh, it's going to be fun to rewatch it again a couple times this week. I know you haven't really seen every angle, but I want to ask you about two uh, plays specifically and what you saw. One was the... Actually, let's make it three. First of all, the Tyree Kill uh, shot down the sideline, uh, then the Brett Favre-looking play as he was getting tackled, and then later on the Travis Kelsey snatched out of the air for the touchdown. Just those three throws. What did you see? I mean, actually, you know, the funny thing with the Travis Kelsey throw is, you know, you don't typically want your quarterback throwing high on the front line of the end zone, but, um, you know, Mahomes fitted in there. He knew he didn't have anybody behind him. So I, I, I think that's, you know, credit to him for, for understanding that. And, you know, there was really only one person that could catch that ball. And it was Travis Kelsey. Um, and then, um, you know, down the field to Tyreek, I mean, this is, this is what we've come to expect. And then this is the kind of opportunity. There's always some kind of alert on any given play. And, um, you know, Mahomes has been taken and capitalizing on him. I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid. There's, there's always an opportunity to score in every single play with this offense, it feels like. And if you get the right look and you get, you know, get the right opportunity, they're maximizing those, those chances. And, um, just, uh, it was an absurd, it, it was just, it was, it was, people need to understand, like, people <laughs> need to understand this is not normal. You're right. <laughs> I mean, right. This is, this is a 23-year-old kid and he's doing things that, you know, you won't see on a regular basis. 
we're not familiar with, with this whole thing of having a franchise quarterback. And this is not normal for your franchise quarterback, your young quarterback, to be doing what he's doing at such a high level. Lead film and draft analyst Ken Swanson on the line with us. No one watches more Patrick Mahomes film in the city outside of the Chiefs than Ken Swanson. You'll be watching Patrick Mahomes all this week. Ken, I want to ask you about the game plan today because our Matt Lane pointed out you know, something that the Chiefs were able to exploit with this team is using misdirection and screens and so on and so forth. And one thing I think we worried about with Patrick early on, him being so young, is wanting to flash that arm all the time. That's no longer a worry at all anymore. This is a guy that can clearly follow a game plan and is not going to necessarily have the desire to chuck it downfield every single time. Right. And, you know, and I think... You know, I think there's trust built up between both him and Andy. And, you know, Patrick trusts that Andy's going to put him in situations to succeed. And Andy trusts that he can go and handle a lot put on his plate every single week. And, you know, the, the, the rare arm talent stuff is fun. And you're going to get opportunities every single week. But being able to execute and move the chains consistently is just as critical to, to all the, the plays that end up on YouTube and Twitter. So, um, you know, Great job taking advantage of, of the aggressiveness of the Cleveland defense, just like, you know, Matt pointed out before the game even started, writing about it this week. You know, get those big chunk plays, too. Take the easy opportunities. That's how, that's how you win football games. And um, everything's clicking right now. Team, players, and young quarterback. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Kent, enjoy the film all this week. Thanks so much for the time, man. Of course. See you guys. Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. This is Hunt straight ahead for the touchdown. Another touchdown on the board for Kareem Hunt. You know, you, you brought this up in the, the uh, pregame there, Pete. Uh, and we're going to go right back to the phones. As great a game as Patrick Mahomes had today, you know, he benefited a lot from <clears throat> some amazing plays made by a couple of guys from Ohio. And I don't like to credit you for a lot, but what? you called it and said, look out for big games from Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. And both had big games. Yeah, I mean, listen, I predicted 35-21 final. It was oh, only two points Lord. off. Predicted that the, the Cleveland guys would have a big day. I can't, can't wait next week when his thing. prediction is off by 112. <laughs> <laughs> no, but right. I, I, I said it. I, I think going into this game and... How many predictions did you make, by the way, on the final score? Just just the one. Just one? Just the one. Because not everybody gets gets multiple predictions. No, I, I try to get come up with something by Wednesday and stick with it because I'm on so many things. I don't want to be giving you well, different... Your 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 guy right here, Sean Barber. This was the prediction in the in the pregame. Uh, play time, play uh, time of possession will be very real big. I see the Chiefs winning at thirty five twenty five. All right, and then ten <laughs> minutes later, he got this one in. Um, and my game prediction is the Chiefs thirty. Play the Browns. Play it. Play it again. Play, <laughs> play the play the first yeah, one again. Ago. I was talking about. Time of possession, 35 minutes to 25. Play it, play it again. Uh, play time, play, uh, time of possession will be very, <laughs> real big. I see the Chiefs winning that 35-25. Oh, time of possession. Time of possession, oh, winning that. There it is. As to the topic. So if it you don't follow add, along. It does add up to 60. Well, yeah, thank you. It does add up to 60. <laughs> thank you, who man. Gave, who gave Barber the calculator? You know what I mean? Game Come on, man. By I was the way, that, say. that was closer than your actual prediction. So you maybe want to go back to that. You what was my actual position? Was, my, actual, <laughs> my actual prediction, 30 to 27? Yeah. What was the score? 34 to 21? 30, 37. 37-21. Oh, man, I'm within. <laughs> Peanut, let's get you up on the air, man. Thanks so much for hanging. You're on 610 Sports Radio. All right, man. All right, man I want to say thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. You do y'all thing. Hey, thank Listen. you.
I tell people, they ask me, when did I become a Chiefs fan? I tell people I was born into this life. We got our quarterback. Hey, we don't worry about the defense. <laughs> New England, they don't worry about – they got the palm, but they don't worry about the defense. We going to the bowl. Chiefs is there. Let me know what y'all think about that. Holler at me, 610, baby. I love it. Peanut? I think. Not my man Peanut. Now I'm talking about. I like Peanut, first of all. Let me a just guy. say that. My son's uh, allergic to peanut, but okay. Um, <laughs> the second thing, I, I I think that home field advantage in the playoffs is going to be huge, and not necessarily because I I see Arrowhead Stadium as an advantage for the Chiefs. I don't necessarily think they play better or worse there. I think it'll be important for you not to be in Foxborough. Like I that the importance of not going to Foxborough is more important than playing in Arrowhead Stadium. Just it's almost like keep away from that. And if they can somehow get that first. Um, first round bye and have playoffs throughout, I think it got a pretty good chance, even with this crappy defense sometimes, because they do have games where they play well, even with this, let's not say crappy, let's Thank say less you. than average. Thank you. Let's, yeah. Less than average defense. Um, they can make waves in the postseason. Worse than average? Worse than average. Worse than average. I mean, I, I, I still, to this day, do not understand. And maybe it's because sometimes – the Chiefs get up on you by 14 in the first quarter. Yeah. To this day, I don't understand why Nick Chubb didn't have 40 carries in this football game or combined the two didn't. He and Duke Johnson didn't have 40 carries. The Chiefs give up 5.4 yards per carry. Oh. Per I, carry in the NFL. Todd, and I know it's the NFL in 2018, and you got to throw it 70 times in a game. But my gosh. Todd Gurley's going to get the carries. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that's yeah. something you know. Yes. 15 days, not four days, Mike, whatever I, you say. The game is in an hour. <laughs> but Todd, Todd Gurley is going to get the carries, and you're going to see how this Chiefs defense responds to an elite running back yeah. that they're willing to give the ball to 30 times. Hey, you might see it next week with David Johnson. David Johnson's a hell of a running back. Everybody's stacking the box because nobody believes they can throw the football on that side of the ball. But David Johnson's a damn good running back. There's I mean, lot, how many people There's a lot of angry five? fantasy owners about David Johnson oh, in the yeah. year that he's had because oh, – yeah. A lot of people obviously took him in whatever the upper echelon. If you play, Le'Veon football. Bell, David Johnson, Alex yeah, Collins, no, same same deal. I mean, same deal. I, I just I just don't think that's going to be much of a game just because of the teams. I, I just think Mahomes is going to have his way. I mean, we talked about three to five touchdowns today. I mean, he may have what ten touchdowns next week, Mahomes. I'm going to go under. Put is that what the Vegas number is for next week's pregame show? Over under ten touchdowns for Mahomes. I I, I obviously am exaggerating, but he'll, he's going to have a nice time next week. <laughs> Oh, I don't doubt that. I, I I don't doubt that at all. I mean, hell, you saw what what Denver did to that team on Thursday Night Football week and a half ago. Yeah, destroyed my fantasy league. Uh, let's go to Sean on uh, six ten Sports Radio. What's up, Sean? How much? How you guys doing? Doing all right. Thanks hey. for calling. Yeah. How about those Chiefs? Eight and one. How about those yeah. Chiefs? <laughs> yeah. So, how much credit do Rio, the greatest day to day interim coach in Chiefs history? No offense, Sean Barber, but Eric Berry, every time you see a, you know, a clip of the uh, secondary over there on the sidelines during the game, Eric Berry's over there coaching them up, trying to give them insight. Is that me reading too much into what Eric Berry's importance on the sideline, or is Eric Berry still contributing a little bit to the defense, even though he's not on the field? I, def- I definitely think EB is uh, showing the guys what he, he is seeing uh, possession by possession, 
uh, formation. You know, hey, you get, keep your eyes on this receiver a little bit longer. You he still breaks down the team before the game too. Oh yeah, you're narrowing, you're narrowing up your drop. You're getting too much depth on this. You know, on these kind of relou- these routes and releases. Uh, when they do a stack release, make sure, you, you know, if you're a safety, watch for that first inside cut. I mean, different pointers that the coaching staff are giving you too, but to be able to see it through the eyes of somebody who's actually been out there on the field, who's played that position, um, and giving you his real-time, real, um, you know, real-time reaction to what he's seeing being done from an opposing offense is critical um, to the development of, a you know, Lucas and the ability of uh, – Ron Parker and Murray to be playing at a high level. So, Sean, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Five seven six seven six. Sean's. Sean's. It was two Sean's. Yeah, you should be the show. Sean and Sean. You, you and Sean from Jop. <laughs> I, I would not listen to that. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. You, I'd listen to one of them. I'm just telling you. Let's go to uh, Trenton, not the city. The man. He's in Kansas City. You're on six ten Sports Radio. What's up, Trenton? Hey, how's it going? Great. Hello. Hey, I'm out here, out of Cleveland, and I just wanted to let them know that our Chiefs fans, we showed up, we showed out, and just proud of my Chiefs. My homes is the truth. That's just all I really wanted to say. What time did you start tailgating, Trenton? Uh, they started about it's eight o'clock out here, so it would be seven back home in Kansas City. Trenton, are you gonna take a nice nap and get ready for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers later? That's that's the plan. I'm hoping Rogers does his job. Dude, if if I if I was uh, tailgating since seven a.m. and I took a nap right now, I wouldn't wake up till morning. <laughs> right. That would There's, be more than twelve hours of sleeping, Mister. Yeah, it was after twelve hours of drinking. Yeah. You know, I'd probably that need equates, that. I guess. You know what that I mean? Equates. Trenton, glad to see you representing out there. Five seven six seven six ten. More of your phone calls coming up. Also, we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid. More from the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to step in front of the media, and you'll hear it only right here on 610 Sports Radio. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. We eat Patrick Mahomes' conversations for breakfast. 610 Sports Radio. KZSB Kansas City. KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. A radio.com station. Hold your breath when he catches the I was going to say, they're putting the Tyreek who had a 91-yard touchdown return. That one gets blocked. And the ball rolls out of bounds at about the 21-yard line. Damian Williams, number 26. They didn't even need to get the ball to uh, Tyreek Hill on a punt. They just block it now. That led to an eventual touchdown on CBS. Thanks for the call. Arrowheadpride.com, editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney, the former chief linebacker, Sean Barber in studio. I'm Mike Wickett. 576-7610, the phone number. Chiefs win. Lines are open. Chiefs fans. Team is 8-1. and one. Get in right now. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes here in just a second, as well as uh, Andy Reid. We'll have them both for you right here on 610 Sports Radio. Going over some numbers here with Mr. Barber about defensive efficiency, talking about points given up, total defense. And I know there's some other factors that are in here, but defensive uh, statistics and points given up. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs rank 21st coming into this week in the National Football League in 25.6 points per game. And, Sean, you tell me that is the most important stat. 
not rush yards or pass yards or whatever. It is about the points given up, right? That I mean that that the the wins and losses are according to the scoreboard. It doesn't matter uh, uh, yards per game, yards, uh, uh, how many rushing yards. It don't matter receiving yards, passing yards. None of those things matter if you don't get it to the end zone or kick it through the field goal for points. So when it comes to points given up, our Kansas City Chiefs are at 20, 21st. Uh, 21st at 25.6. Mm-hmm. And the difference between them being 21st and what you call middle of the road, which is 16th, is one point per game. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also, if the playoffs started today, would be the leaders in the AFC North. Your playoff teams right now, here's where they rank uh, in the AFC in points per game allowed. Before we go back to the phones. Chiefs 21st, New England 12th, Pittsburgh 16th, Houston 9th, the best of the playoffs team, teams right now. The Chargers 13th. Cincinnati 29th. I don't know no one actually believes in Cincinnati, so they're the outlier. But Kansas City's right there in the mix, and their offense is so much better than most of those teams I said. Does it offset it? I just I, I think they'll get into a situation if the play doesn't improve where you'll get into a dicey situation. I, I think you want to just be a little bit more sure of your defense. I'm not saying that it is unfixable or they can't play better. I'm saying right now you just aren't as comfortable. Uh, and Mahomes is great. I'm reading right now what's coming through on NFL. Mahomes now has played 10 career games with 29 touchdown passes, 3,185 passing yards. Um, that is the most um, – I get. Mahomes is the only player in league, um, league history with 3,000-plus passing yards in his first 10 career games. Jeez. I think that this Chiefs team and Brent Veach was building toward – 2019, and this has just been a grand, pleasant surprise. Gravy. I guess, but what it's like, like I said, what's tough about that and, and what's hard about that is too bad. I mean, they, they, they have to find a way to play better defensively because this is, this could be your opportunity. We talk, I, you know, it's a point I made several times. If you listen to my stuff, you've heard it before. But again, a Drew Brees and an Aaron Rodgers. Been playing for ten plus years, they have one Super Bowl title each. You don't this success doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the same offensive success in 2019 because things happen. You got to get it done this year. By the way, uh, not that we want anybody to turn it on, but Rams and Saints, the top two teams in the national in the NFC, and arguably you can say two of the top three teams in the NFL right now, just started the second quarter. It's 14-14. I mean, those two teams are marching up and down the field on each other. And those are the one and two te- one and two seeds in the NFC playoffs started right now. So I again, defense matters, but in today's NFL, the difference is so infinitesimally small that it ever it brings everybody close together. And this offense that Chiefs fans get to watch is so far ahead of everybody else, like the Saints offense, like the Rams offense, and what like you're gonna see in fifteen days. Right. Not now, and now, now not you eight. got it down. Now, not eight. I got my, I, my calendar. It's hard because you don't want to overlook a team like the Cardinals, but they're sitting there two and six. And like I said, I just can't see a way that they win. And, and so, like, the attention is going to sort of be on that Monday night football game. I think even probably starting now, again, it's so scary to overlook a team. But I just, like I said, I just can't see it. But anyway, you look, you think about that Monday night football, it's going to be a good measuring stick because you'll, you'll get, I mean, that is a playoff team, that's a championship team. You look at the Vegas odds. They've been there all year. Vegas has them as the Super Bowl favorites. They can compete, and they can win against the Rams. Then there's no other team that should scare you in the National Football League. I mean, it, it, it's like, what's the next test? 
You know, it was, okay, San Diego, uh, San Diego, L.A. on the road, Pittsburgh on the road. I think if you go Jacksonville. At, so if you assume a Cardinals win, so let's just do that. This, this is, by the way, how trap game happens. I know, I This understand. is exactly how trap game happens. But if you assume a Cardinals win, right, and you go into this game, and let's say you convincingly win against the Los Angeles Rams, at that point, you're playing against yourself for a Super Bowl championship. There's no other better team than you, yeah. and you should know that. And so at that point, it's just, Let's keep playing our game, and let's go. Let's go and get this for Kansas City. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Uh, let's go right back to the phones and hear from you. We got Andy Reid coming up. Also, uh, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. Danny, you're next up in Prairie Village. Hey, what's up, Danny? Hey, how you guys doing? Right. Long time listener, lifelong fan. Uh, excited to be where we are now. I think it's the best team I can remember in memory. Two questions. One is. How can we improve in terms of our penalties against? Because I look at a game like today, uh, I mean, we, we, from my perspective, we clobbered them. We should have clobbered them, but you never want to see double-digit penalties. And then number two is I'm with everyone where I think we are playing for the 19 season, not the 18. But if, you know, and, and what I look to as evidence of that was our Marcus Peters trade, right. you know, because I'm not sure – if we genuinely thought we'd be here right now, would we, was, the, was the relationship with Clark Hunt and Peters, was it so bad that we still would have trade him, traded him? Or was that just more gearing towards 19? Thanks, guys. Thank you. First question he had was about penalties against. The Chiefs took 11 penalties today for 86 yards. That is unacceptable against a better team. You're giving them too many opportunities with that. Not to say the referees were exactly perfect today. They were far from it. Uh, I, I think that needs to be cleaned up. I asked Eric Bieniemy this week about uh, all the false start penalties, and Bieniemy came back and said while they're addressing them and he's emphasizing them, that's not something you want to continue harping on because they want these guys to play loose and easy and free. That being said, again, you, you, you can't take more than 10 penalties against some of these better teams, especially, again, in a playoff scenario. So, yes, 100%, that needs to be cleaned up. And then the second point was with the Marcus Peters trade, I don't want to – I know Kansas City gets tired of hearing about Marcus Peters, but for a few days on this team, and he's not having the greatest of years, I understand that. A few days on this, on this, on this team, you had Kendall Fuller and Marcus Peters. Steve Nelson's playing um, really, really well. I think had a he, pick today. I think he was one of the better uh, players we saw out there. Uh, I don't think necessarily the Peters trade meant that the Chiefs were thinking about 2019. From what I have heard, and I, you know, I try to talk to a lot of people, the general feeling is there were a lot of reasons for Marcus Peters' departure. I don't think building for 2019 was one of them. The uh, the, the pro football focus grades are out, by the way, if you'd like to hear what, uh, what a guess where Marcus Peters ranks, according to the nerds at pro football focus. Take a wild guess where he ranks. Low. I wouldn't be bringing it up if he was number two. 101st. Yeah, his grade, it's grades have been bad. I mean, but that's. He's got a 49 7 grade. That's one outlet, and the way that he plays his game is a little bit riskier, I think, than the average cornerback. They may probably – I mean, I haven't, I haven't been watching and hawkeyeing Marcus Peters this year, but I'm sure he's taking some risks and they're not paying off as much this year. Um, that would be my guess. Orlando Scandrick ranked as the 43rd. Tell that to our boy Ron. <laughs> to the show. Show and Vern, 10-2 yeah. to two during the week. But, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, it is starting to look a little bit better for the Chiefs. At first, you know, when you, you're training a former defensive rookie of the year and – uh, a player that's you know getting on all on all pro teams and pro bowls you're a little bit question you're questioning what you know what they're doing but uh, again maybe there was more to it maybe the chiefs 
personnel staff knew something that we didn't. I, I think you have to bring that up at this point. Mayfield throws. Intercepted inside the 20-yard line. This is Nelson. And Nelson back to the 35. That was on CBS. At least Nelson got a pick today. I mean, I know, Mr. Barber, you're not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan, and he stared down his receiver. Not the biggest Baker Mayfield. Let's let's pull the curtain back. Sean Barber has been talking down on Mr. Mayfield all day long. He had a good game. He's not a first overall pick talent. He's not. He was a walk-on in college. He had a good career at Oklahoma in a in a cookie cutter. Sean, offense. you're just part of the world. It's Baker against the world, and you're part of that now. I don't, yeah, put me on it. I'm the, I'll be the president of that fan club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he talks a bunch of crap. Don't back it up. Um, that's just. I mean, that's his, you know he does what he has to do. To, I mean, he's he's not he doesn't he hasn't been given the greatest amount of talent. He hasn't been given great coaching around. I mean, he hasn't been given much to work with, and he's doing a a terrific job what he has to work with, but. Yeah, no, he's just not. Um, I see him. He stared down the receivers too much. It's you week know exactly nine where... of his career. Okay. Week nine. So what does that mean? The thing that Baker doesn't hey, benefit from. I understand, but what does that mean? The thing that Baker doesn't benefit from that Mahomes did is that year to just sit and learn the NFL Three. game and play, you know, with the scout team at practice and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think Mahomes would be having the success. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be better than Mayfield as a rookie, but I don't think we'd be seeing this Mahomes had he not gotten that extra year, Mm-mm. Mayfield wasn't afforded that, uh, you know, luxury, I feel. And so? You don't so? Get, yeah, you don't, because you're, you, so you get you get selected number one overall right. and, and go to the Browns, and it's somebody else, it's everybody else's fault that you didn't have. No one's blaming it. You're just, you're blaming him for, for not being where Mahomes is at right now. I don't think we saw Carson Wentz have success before no. the second year just because he was thrown into the and fire. And Goff stunk his I rookie year. I'm what not, did the Eagles go to his first year? I'm not going to judge. I think it was 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm not going to judge this season and write off Mayfield and say, you know, like because I think you have to give them a Baker's year. Baker's going to be good. No. And if you listen to Andy Reid uh, talk about Patrick Mahomes, one of the reasons that he says – one of the one of the reasons that he says – uh, for Mahomes having this so much like so much success so early is because of what Alex Smith was able to do for him, and that's teach him how to prepare, how to be a leader on an NFL uh, team. The, the problem, okay, success. One of the greatest enemies of success is that it, it it takes away your ability to be humble and be hungry. I I think that Baker Mayfield uh, camouflages a lot of his flaws by the fact that he was a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, six, highly successful in college. And so when somebody's coming telling him, hey, man, like you stare down your receivers too long, you don't set your feet, you're not decisive about your uh, reads, you don't get us in and out of plays, I think a lot of that stuff, it rolls off his back like uh, water on, on, on a duck's back. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't stick with him because he thinks I'm better than that. But he ain't. He ain't. And that's, and that's what the NFL does. It, 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 it takes those flaws, and defensive coordinators are going to exploit him his entire career because – too many people are thinking because he was the first overall pick that he's good, and I mean, good ain't gonna be great, and ain't gonna never be great. So. John, John Dorsey went out and got Terod Taylor, right? Yep. John Dorsey is a guy who, if he doesn't believe in the player, he'll trade back for the picks. I just don't think, and this is my opinion, Sean. I just don't think John Dorsey is putting his name and and picking Mayfield at number one if this kid doesn't at least have a legitimate chance. To be a top ten quarterback, what, do we we know what John Dor John Dorsey loves Moxie? 
He loves somebody in the building he can talk ball with. That's gonna get on TV and make fun of him, put his clothes on. And Why is Kansas City like forgotten? Chow, that it was horrible here in 2012. This man built a roster and got the team to the playoffs a year later. Alex Smith has they had moxie. two wins. Alex Smith's got he gets moxie. So, such little respect. Pat Mahomes got moxie. Guess who acquired both of them? Why? Because of cap issues. He he. Who got, who got John Dorsey's almost single handedly, and Andy Reid has lots Who's of in the bill? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm, I can't really say 100 percent that John Hater. Dorsey got those guys. Hater. I mean, Hater. Think think about how things that changed. roster Thanks was about, atrocious. Let's what, revisit they won the first nine games of thirteen. There's a lot of defensive players that aren't on the roster no more, too. So we don't want to talk about the misses on the cornerback position, but we give them the... Drafted D. Ford. And, and you, what, let's name all the people he drafted. Because <laughs> there's a lot of cornerbacks I, that ain't here right now that were drafted by him. So, like, I mean, is he a great offensive uh, talent evaluator, but not a good defensive evaluator? If that's, I mean, what, if that's the argument we're making, then, he, then Mayfield should be great, right? Exactly. But he ain't. Let's hear from a guy. Got it wrong. It's week nine of his career. Yeah, how long does it I'm take? Willing to how long does yet. it take to not stare down a receiver? If I coach you and say, "Listen, if we want to go to juice on this play, you might want to look at the safety and freeze the safety before you throw the ball." He don't do that. He looks right at juice before the snap. Talk hey, juice, I'm coming your way. About nine games from right now. Tell me, tell me, week one year from right now. I hope they play him again. How, how many wins is Baker Mayfield gonna have this year? Uh, how many wins are the Browns going to have no, this how year? No, is Baker Mayfield going to have? Baker. He's got at least two so far. He's got at least two. So, uh, Probably got, maybe two more. He lost Seven two, more he, games? He also lost two overtime games. I, I, I don't tell me no overtime. Oh, no, oh, he almost. No. <laughs> you win or you lose, right? Overtime. In my case, you, you win or you grow, and he ain't growing. <laughs> he's saying he's making the same <laughs> mistakes just, right now. I just he's made am his, not. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I, I rarely agree with Mike Wicken. Oh, my God. We are nine games into this nine. young man's career. Nine. He didn't just stop I'm just playing not football. Ready, I'm just not ready to tell you that he's one way or the other. Why, why after are we acting like he just started playing football nine weeks ago? Who said he just started playing football? That's what you keep saying. He just started playing NFL ball. Oh. NFL so, so, so when you look down the receiver at Oklahoma. You get away with it. You get away with it. So it's the college. same mistakes he's making right. at Oklahoma but because they had better talent, he's making it this level, right? So, so the player you are in college is who you're going to be in the NFL. Tell that to Tom Brady. Did you know he was picked 199th overall, and he's the goat? And how? And nine how, games into his career, probably wasn't two and. And you're not. And you're also <laughs> not even. Check. Oh, like, now, I, I feel like go. you're not even considering the fact that he was with Hugh Jackson. Like whoever Hugh Jackson ain't a bad coach. Head coach X. Worst statistically, he's the worst coach ever. Wasn't he like four and forty with Cleveland? Statistics. Yeah, but the only stat the Cleveland. only stat that matters in your mind is wins and losses. No, I, I need to see points. Per, no, no. I need, points. Yeah, he was. Unable, I need to he see was Mayfield. Unable, he was unable to score more points forty-four times. I want to see Mayfield in the second season with yes. a head coach who's good with quarterbacks yes. and can develop. Them. When they hire Lincoln Riley, yes. until then, if if if, the, if he's doing the same things in his second year and at the end of yeah. the, then after after two years as he's looking the same, making the same mistakes, I say, "Okay, you know what? Mayfield was a mistake." It's nine games in. They just fired the head coach. I mean, it's, it's hard Cleveland. to win a football game. It's a disaster. We went over. They've had 26 coaches in 30 years. They haven't had a winning coach since 88. Y'all need to watch Hard Knocks again and watch what Juice tells the whole team about that, that, that Cleveland mentality. We have to get the okay? Patrick Mahomes. About, about not practicing when you're a little injured, you're a little <laughs> banged up. That was Hugh's fault. That's He's the head guy. Come on, man. Y'all blame everything on Hugh. Blame everything on the head coach. Like he, 
I, you keep moving the goalposts on me. I never know what, where, where right. the actual goalposts goal are. Whose fault is that that the players are like that? I look at the head coach. Uh, John Dorsey did get it right when, when the Chiefs decided to go after Patrick Showtime Mahomes. And he spoke to the media in Cleveland following today's win. We got it for you right now. For that, and uh, I kind of... I might have left the pocket a little early. He opened up, and I was I threw the ball behind him, and he made another great catch and got the first down and kind of got the chains moving. Pat, what did they tell you about that deal at the end of the first half? Yeah, we, we've been over that situation. Uh, that was on me. Uh, we if So the, the penalty, it, it, no matter if we accept or decline it, the clock stops. So technically, me spiking the ball like that is like it's like an almost like an intentional grounding. It's a penalty. Like, but at the same time, I think the refs said that they had never seen it in like forty years. Forty years, and so it, it was the we we were getting there, and I I just thought decline the penalty. The clock was going to roll, so I was going to try to spike it and save the timeout. And um, Schwartz actually told me you can't do that, but I thought we could just try to get away with it, and uh, it, we didn't. So I mean, it made a difference for sure in that in that half. Yeah, I mean, I think I thought he played really, really well, uh, catching the ball in the backfield and running the ball. Uh, I mean, he's he's a, a pivotal point in this offense. I mean, when he's running the ball like that, as well as catching out of the, out of the backfield, I mean, it, it makes it just that much harder for defense to stop us. And uh, I feel like when you have guys like that at every position who are just trying to do their role and be the person that they are, that's uh, when you have those good offenses. What's it like to be a quarterback and have all these weapons? I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it makes my job a lot easier. Knowing that I can kind of, I can trust these guys are going to be in the right spot. I mean, they're taking care of their business. They're 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 running the routes and making route adjustments kind of on the fly, just because they they've looked at the film and know how to do those things. And so, them having that much talent as well as being, uh, I mean, really just studying the film that much. I mean, that's what makes our offense so good. Could you sense the excitement from Travis and Kareem about playing in their hometown today? I mean, Travis is always excited. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I knew that they wanted to play well. I mean, they wanted to win here. I mean, they they love they love it back back here in Cleveland, and so they wanted to be play well in front of their families. And so it was it was cool for them to both have I think it was five touchdowns in between both of them. Packers on the first touchdown of Kareem. It looked like the first thing you did was go over to EJ Gaines in the first uh, on that play. What made you go over to him? What did you say? What, what, why were you struck by that? Yeah, I mean, football's it's family. I mean, everybody knows what we all go through. You never want anyone to be injured. Uh, so, I mean, I know we had the touchdown. We scored the touchdown. I saw Kareem going, and I just wanted to make sure that, that he was all good. And, uh, I mean, hopefully he's he's healthy. Okay. Yeah, so. Did you Yeah, I mean, Baker's – I talked to Baker before and after the game. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, I mean, he has, he has a ton of talent, and he's going to keep getting better every single week. I mean, he played well today. And, uh, I mean, the future's bright for him and the Cleveland Browns with him at quarterback. <laughs> Looks like we may have lost Patrick Showtime Mahomes. We will get you the rest – of what he had to say following uh, today's win over the Cleveland Browns. That opens up a line for you at 576-7610, 576-7610. Or you can uh, send us a text into the Protein House. Eat with a purpose text line. 69306 is the uh, the text line number. Chiefs win. They're now 8-1. and one. And people are all over you right now, Barbara, on the text line. Not giving Baker Again. Mayfield enough time. It's a bunch of Browns. <laughs> that's what it is yeah yeah a that's bunch of a bunch is. of brownies 
Well, let me tell you about Pat Holmes and this post-game reaction, like why, why, why he is so uh, – it's called the ABCs of being a young quarterback. Uh-uh. Number one is accountability. He starts off with, personally, I threw the ball behind him. I got to do better. I got to do better. I threw the ball. Taking accountability for each and every throw. Believer. That's the B, all right? Believer. He believes in his players. He don't ask for nobody else. I don't need better receivers. I don't need a better coordinator, a better nothing. And C is he's a competitor. He will grow and he learns from every situation as he spoke about that late game scenario. I mean, the late half scenario when he thought he could get away with something. Didn't. Those are the ABCs. And those are the things that your boy uh, Baker Mayfield lacks, the A, the B, and the C. And he ain't going to get no better than he is today. Because too many people are patting him on his back, telling him it's okay. Wait until next season. We're going to build around you. You just keep being who you're going to be. Don't lose your competitive fire. Don't lose that, that spirit, that moxie you have. Just continue to be you, Baker Mayfield. So stop being optimistic. Stop st- his, guy, ABCs. His, his team. So, so it, Baker's boys I, should stop. Te- the Browns should stop telling him to be optimistic, telling him it's okay. Don't worry. You've got a lot to do. We're still going to, we're still behind okay. you. We should get away from that. The judgment of Patrick Mahomes by Sean Barber, or I'm sorry, the judgment of Baker Mayfield by Mr. Barber today is ridiculous. But I do like the point that you're bringing up about Mahomes. And this is something I've noticed in Mahomes and when he has press conferences. I mean, you see him on the field. He showboats. He throws the muscles up. There was a gif of him yelling. Uh, I think it was at the Steelers. Well, stop me then. He's competitive and he's cocky on the field, and I like that. And then when he gets to the podium, he's never calling any players out. He's not pulling any Jalen Ramseys. And if you really listen to him, and this isn't going to make some people here on 610 Sports Radio uh, too happy, I know, during the week. But he's got a lot of things that he says that Andy Reid says. Like, if you hear him, on me, you know, guy, he'll say sometimes, guys flying around, they're a good team. My teammates, what did you think of this throw? Oh, well, Travis made a good catch. He sounds like Andy Reid. And I, I think that's by design. I think he's taking in all of the knowledge that Andy Reid has had for 20 years, and I think that's a major part of why he's been so successful, which, Sean, is why let's see which head coach they get for Baker Mayfield. This year, you got to write it off. It's been a disaster and a mess. And Todd Haley, I think, is part of that. And, and it's good that they've wiped that out. Now let's see for the future. Unfortunately, in football and people's careers, you don't get redos. Ain't no redo. You got All a right? mulligan earlier this year. If you want to give league, Baker Mayfield a mulligan, they should have left Tyrone Taylor out there. They should have left him out there and then let, let, let Baker say, hey, this, this, season, this season is a wash. Let him sit on the sideline and learn. Let, let, let's do uh, like we've seen so many other teams do and be successful. No, they want him to – it's trial by fire. And so he's – all these trial by – all these losses are going on his, on, on his career, whether you, we want to or not. We ain't going to push reset at the beginning of next season and say, okay, the, the slate is clean for this kid. No. He's still staring down receivers. I don't think we, we, we're hearing that. You cannot be an NFL quarterback and stare down the primary receiver – on a passion route and think that the defensive line ain't going to slap the ball down, get in your face, get in your way. That's just not how you play the game at that position. No one's saying he's a great quarterback right now. I am appalled. I won't even get him good right now. I would. I take that back. I'm not appalled. I, I am shocked. Can't even get him good. That a guy who played in the National Football League for as long as you did, who watched so many young players progress, and I'll bet when you came in, you weren't, you weren't a great player. Your rookie season – 
so many years ago, Mr. Barber. That's right. I played. I just played special teams. Played hard special right. teams. Right. And you know what? Went about prob- my business. There were guys on six ten probably dogging you. <laughs> this Barber kid. Uh, I don't know. He over pursues <laughs> on everything. He doesn't. Do we have wrap tapes? Up. Can we go back? Yeah, it's Can probably Fesco back? yelling and bitching about something. <laughs> All right. <Can> this <laughs> guy doesn't doesn't wrap up. He takes terrible angles. That's not. How, but you know what? You got better. You didn't do the stuff you did in college, did you? Yeah, I ran to the ball, made tackles, made plays. <laughs> I mean, I was a ball hawk since birth. Mike's dropping right, some knowledge. You know what I mean? Right give me wow. the right spot. I can't believe right, it. Give me in the right place, right? You know, defense. Never, never thought I'd see it. Never thought I'd see the day. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, dropping some knowledge. Finally, on Sean. Finally, finally. I, I just, you know what? I like seeing. I like seeing the NFL make some of these young guys eat, eat a little crow. And I'm fine right. with he, that, he too. He's you a cocky from, guy. Yeah, yeah, come from Oklahoma when your, your defense, I mean, your, your, your entire team is better than everybody you play except for, like, one game the whole year when Georgia come back to beat them, whatever. And you're flying flags around. You're grabbing your crotch against cans. All, all these things, right? Right? You're showing, the, hey, the next generation, this is the way to be a, 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 a excellent, uh, um, you know, a top-ranked quarterback at the college level. No. No, it, no it's serious. It ain't. But, but he got by with that, and no coach was even sitting there to tell him he's wrong. Because uh, they were winning just, 11 games a year. But I'm saying that the winning does not take it does not take priority over the fact that he was still doing things fundamentally wrong, but because the, the Oklahoma Sooners was winning, everybody counted this guy as a winner. He didn't. I don't think he started his last college game, though, right? Because he, I think that was, was the game the, that the he grabbed his grab crotch against uh, K-State. So he did get punished, and, and you know there was that whole emotional press conference. I mean, he missed an entire series shot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he he learned from that? Uh, you know I what? That, that might be the series. Boom! That's the series that has told him not to. That's why he stares down because he missed that. If he had played that series, <laughs> oh, he would have oh, learned his lesson. It must be something like that. So somewhere in his um in his uh. You know what would have really helped uh, Baker Mayfield going to Todd Hayden instead of going to Todd Haley, going to Andy Reid. Instead of going to to the Cleveland Browns, being drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, if Baker Mayfield goes to a better situation, maybe he looks better seven games. I don't, I, maybe he doesn't. To Sean's point, I don't think Andy Reid would have been interested in Mayfield. I, I let's say he was. Let's just play the game with me here, boys. Let's say that the Chiefs needed a quarterback. They had Alex Smith one year. They, they wanted to move on. Reed, yeah, Pete, jump Reed, on him. Reed, yeah, Reed, Pete, Reed, get my back. Pete. No, I'm just saying. I I just I just think of because of. Mayfield's personality. Right. I don't think Reed. Let's say Reed doesn't have the power, and Veach drafts him anyway. All right, and there ne- is no that would never. Think of things that would never happen in a million years. All right, if you don't think Andy Reed is signing off on the you're, food you're, that gets delivered to the stadium on Fridays, it's Andy Reed. I, I can't describe this. Andy Reed is the king of the Chiefs. We can talk. You know what? Down can, to the like p- playoff. Cups. We can talk real. And is these playoff cups okay? Yeah, they're fine. Real life scenario is that Jared Goff, right, when he was with the uh, the, the coach they got rid of from Tennessee, what's his name? Fisher. Yeah, Fisher, right? So so they didn't have any true tutelage to him, and he was having a horrible start to his career. But fundamentally, he was still a good quarterback. He wasn't staring down people. He was looking down. He could – but he just – no one taught him how to, like, set his feet and, and follow through your throws. We need you to step up in the pocket. Those things are being overlooked, and he was just trying to be an athlete out there. Those are the same things that are going on with my man uh, Baker Mayfield. But I'm saying because Baker Mayfield has this, this, this I'm going to always be all right moxie, he ain't even learning from his own mistakes. He's going to continue to do what he does no matter who they bring in there, unless you're telling me that there's another uh, Sean McVay 
some uh, uh, quarterback whisperer just lying around that the Browns are going to hire next Mike year. Mike McCarthy's in the mix. Where was he at? His quarterback's pretty good. Did he he's just get still, fired? He's, he he's not gone. He got fired someplace, didn't he? What? Mike McCarthy? Ian he's, Ra- he's coaching tonight. Ian Rappaport put Mike McCarthy on the list of guys that John, believe- John Dorsey would be interested in. I believe I'm that. just saying, let's see how it plays out. Hugh Jackson was a joke. I know you like him, but he, I mean, he won four games in, what was it, three years. Jared Goff, your boy. Jared Goff's quarterback rating, his first year where he started seven games, kind of like Baker's going to do, okay. was 63. Baker's right now is almost 80, all right? Eight touchdowns to six picks, whole bunch of yards for, for Baker. He's completing 58% of his passes. Your boy, and I know the league has changed even in two years. I understand that. But Goff, five touchdowns, seven picks, and 54% completion percentage. He's having a better start to his career than Jared Goff. And Goff is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league right now. We can do a surf and turf bet, me and you. You said uh, that's going to be our the, nickname. The, you and me. The, the QB <laughs> rating right now on Baker Mayfield is what? Right now it is seventy-eight point nine. Seventy-eight point nine. And so you like? Are, are you are you thinking that at the end of the season it's going to be above eighty-five? You think that he's going to get better as he? This It'll year? be above eighty. Above. So you gonna give him one point one better than I, he played today? Not bad for a rook. Okay. So that's that's what I'm saying. Until people stop taking his, uh, you know, taking this, 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 this averageness, and saying, okay, he's still averageness? good. Yeah, he's he's okay because he gets eighty QBR. His quarterback rating is eighty. We can win with no. You can't win with eighty. No, you can't win with eighty. But his quarterback, call me in two years. His quarterback rating will be over a hundred. Oh, I'll take that. Bet, 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 bet. Take that bet to the bank. Someone set a reminder on their phone so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Post game, Cleveland Bad. Browns versus the Chiefs. Baker Mayfield will know it be nowhere near a hundred. One hundred in two years. In two years, because Dorsey's going to put better weapons around him. Considering twenty season. Considering this is a Chiefs post game show, I also want to bring up the games. Sorry, of- forgot about that. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Travis Kelsey uh, and Kareem Hunt. You heard Mahomes mention those as well. Kareem Hunt had seventeen attempts for ninety one yards and two touchdowns. Um, he had the catch for 50 yards and the touchdown. Kelsey ends up finishing with seven receptions for 99 yards and two touchdowns. Those are two weapons, and, and this is something I think that Mahomes has an advantage with as well. Just the weapons around him. That's you know that's what why there's even the beef with Sammy Watkins. It's just toys that he has to play with. I mean, you see Kareem Hunt, and I understand Gurley has the numbers. I'm hard-pressed to believe that you're finding much better of a running back option than Kareem Hunt. And he has the best tight end in the league. And I think Tyree Kill is making a case to be one of the better uh, receivers in the league. It's just the situation that he's in, mm-hmm. it is just so lucky. I mean, as talented as he is, and he's, he's as talented as hell, I think we all know that, that situation that he's in is, it couldn't be any better when you include Andy Reid. And I think you see that more and more. Like We were worried about Kareem Hunt at the beginning of the year. Look what he did today. Look what he does on that 50-yard touchdown. I mean... These guys in open space, whether it be Hill, Kelsey, Hunt, elite in the National Football League, and they're all on the same team. I mean, it's nice when you when you get dropped into this situation and you don't get dropped into Nick Chubb and, and Jarvis Landry. You see what I'm talking about? You, going or, back to the Browns. Or, or Joku. You know what I'm saying? You know? I tried to turn the page. It's nice. I tried to turn the page. You Pete, didn't. You, no, I tried to turn I tried to turn the page, too. He keep bringing up these <laughs> and, Browns. And look what happens when you get dropped into this great situation. I mean, you can argue Pat Mahomes is the MVP of the league. You could, I, I mean, it'd be Mahomes, it'd be Gurley, whoever else you want to throw into that mix. I mean, Drew Brees, 
doesn't throw the ball anymore, but whoever else. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was dropped into the perfect situation, and every week we run out of superlatives to use about this. Every week we, we're like, well, what do we say this time? What are we going to say this time? Next week's postgame show, if they win 42-6, to six, what, are, what are we going to say? Well, there's another five-touchdown five day for uh, for Next Pat week Mahomes. should actually be an interesting show and week because – Next week's nothing more than a pregame show before the Rams game. No, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it, it's going to be – everyone is going to have their eyes. Like, that – if you want to talk about trap games, that is a yes. true trap game. That just I because agree. you're, you're going to be – this team, this Cardinals team, I watched them play, I think it was a national game against the Broncos, and I, that team is an awful team. They're it, awful. It just is an awful team, and the Chiefs are rolling. And it should be an afterthought next week. I, I know that Andy Reid guaranteed – on Monday, he's going to go to that podium, say he's looking forward to the challenge of the Arizona Cardinals, or this will be Wednesday. They're a good football team. They're not, Andy. Like, they're, this This is the one time that you can't even really, like, say that with a straight face. No, you, I mean, you, you, you think. So, yes. I mean, but you still have to get through Sunday. Like, you still have to show up. You still have to game plan. You still have to win that football game before you get to the Rams. I'm excited for the Rams games, too, but you got to get through this game. All right, we'll get to more of your phone calls. You want to jump in, 576-7610. 576-7610. Your thoughts on this one as the, uh, the Chiefs. They they don't blow out Cleveland, but they handle Cleveland. 37-21 on the road now, 8-1. Text line always open, 69306. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride. Hashtag AP610. We'll get to more of your phone calls and the head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, coming up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Five seven six seven six ten is the phone number. Sean Barber, P. Sweeney, Mike Wicket with you here right here on the Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride post game show. As the Chiefs get jo- uh, get the job done, and uh, they keep it going with a thirty seven twenty one win over Cleveland quarterback Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's it's about sticking with the process. Uh, we have a lot of great players on our team. Offensive line's blocking really well, and I'm getting the ball out of my hands. I mean, it, it really is a testament to those guys. I mean, they're making plays. It seems like every single week. They are. They are. They're making plays no matter what. I mean, they, they, they it, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, you got the big dogs in there. We were talking about the, everything that Mahomes was dropped into, Pete. You've got the big names, the Hill, the Hunt, the, the, the Kelsey, but everybody else too. And, I mean, a lot of people dog Sam Watkins, made plays, caught five or six balls today. Conley had a, caught a pass today. It's not just the one guy. Right, and that to me too, if you watch him – he offers something where, like, I actually made this comment to him during the week. A lot of quarterbacks you'll see in the National Football League, they'll fall in love with one receiver or a tight end you know, or a running back just depending upon the weapon. And you could see in Mahomes, I mean, of course he uses Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey, I think a little bit more than the others. But you can see in Mahomes, he's not afraid to throw to any single person, whether that be Chris Conley, Demetrius Harris, Demarcus Robinson, even the sausage. I mean, the sausage he threw for a touchdown. <laughs> and so you have to know where he is at all times. Like, that's what's so scary about the Chiefs offense. And and I, I think that's what kind of makes me cringe is just it's historically good. And there's no questioning that. So you just hope and you cross your fingers and you just yeah, you try to send good vibes that the defense doesn't ruin this season for you in the postseason. It used to be there's no way in hell you can possibly 
win a title with the defense that allows 26 no and a half points a game. That's where the cliche that defense uh, defense was championships, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just I don't necessarily think it's the case anymore because you look at the top teams in the league, their defenses aren't really all that great. No, I mean, right now we're watching the perceived best team in the National Football League. Who's the best team in the NFL? Sean? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Who's the best team in the <laughs> NFL if you're not a former Kansas City Chief? Uh, the Rams. All right. Who's the best team in the NFL, Pete? Los Angeles Rams. They're the only undefeated team left. They got names everywhere. What's the score of the Rams-Saints game right now? The Saints are up 28-14. Two-touchdown lead right now. Minute to go in the second quarter. I mean, it, it, it's it's a cliche to say defense wins championships. It's a, it's a cliche to say anybody can beat anybody. But in the league right now, it's not about defense. It, it really isn't. Sean, you played in, in an era where defense actually mattered as a guy who played on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, but how is it different when you watch the, the what we see now in all these teams that score 25 and 30 points a game compared to when you guys played? Well, I mean, obviously everything is just a, uh, you know, it's just a difference now because it's so many things to protect the quarterback. You have to hit him in the, you know, between not not higher than the head, but not below the waist. When you do hit him, you can't land on him. You almost have to throw him now. Um, receivers, once they go up to, you know, catch a ball, if you hit them while they try, before they get down and establish yourself, then it's defenseless receivers being, you know, it's, it's so many ways that a, a defender has to, um, try to manage or enter a play the correct way. You don't see guys on defense being able to just to go be athletes. Just we used to have a term where we would we would like you know like you hit anything moving, like like it's like we wanted we wanted to feel like smoke, like you know you you hit a guy so hard you you smell smoke, like that was something like like the, just the, the collision. You wanted to smell some friction and sm- like that that whole era of the football is now gone. Now everybody just has to wait for the player to complete his catch and now you try to punch the ball out or get him down or you know it's just a different it's a different way of playing football that is more uh offensive orientated to them being successful in offense talking right now as jared goff just threw an interception into oh, the hands of uh, the great jared goff throws an interception all right i think you know, if the season ended right now, and there's always the hypothetical question that, you know, I think that a lot of that is talk radio, but it, you, you take these four teams, right? It's the Saints, the Rams, the Patriots, and the Chiefs, you would think would probably be the last four teams left. What is your over-under for the championship Sunday? I mean, you you think, what, is 150? Is that unreasonable to think that between both of those games you get 150 points? Like, I don't necessarily think that that's too crazy. No, I, I don't think you're nuts. I mean, you could see, let's say it's the the – Patriots and, and Chiefs, and let's say it's these two teams we're watching right here again. Let's say it's the Rams and Saints. Was it 37-30 sound like a reasonable score in both games? Absolutely it does. That's what I mean. I mean, I, I remember watching not too long ago the 30-for-30 30 30 on the 85 Bears. And if, you, if either of you guys saw that one, it was incredible because that 46 defense that, that they played, I mean, they – crushed people i mean barbara that's probably what you grew up watching was that that that's gone that doesn't happen anymore yeah you can't hit nobody anymore so you just you know you try to bat balls down you try to you know try to once they get the ball try to you know create a turnover create a fumble um that's what i mean we we talk about you know points per game is important but also like sacks and turnovers so if you see where the chiefs rank as far as sacks and then turnovers um those probably three stats together and then you take it penalties are definitely a big part of it 
Um, and that's the if there's one thing glaring about our entire team that I think that we must get better at because we're 31st in the league at penalties, and I think the uh, oh Steelers are 20 a uh, 32nd. No, we're 30 we're 31st, and the Steelers are 32nd. That's the only team Coming worse than us week. in in penalties, but. All everybody else, man. You know, I see somebody's in sixth, first, seventh, fourth, thirteenth. I mean, all the other playoff third are not really being heavily penalized, and that's the last thing you want to do is go into the postseason with a team that you know is built to win. And because you let the zebras, let's call them the zebras, you let the referees and the umps uh, take the game out of your hand and start making uh, the yellow flag start to determine the game. That's that's. Those are the things that are hard to live with. That's that's a hard offseason to swallow. You know, you mentioned some important stats in there. And, again, it's just such a different league. And and, and, and I'm not making excuses for getting up 475 yards a game or whatever the Chiefs were doing at the beginning of the year. But giveaway, takeaway. Now, a lot of that has to do with the guy you have throwing the football. Chiefs rank fifth in the na- – I'm sorry. Chiefs are plus five, tied for seven in the National Football League in takeaway, giveaway. Chiefs are currently third in sacks in the National Football League. So, I mean, everybody can take a stat and twist a stat. They get pressure on the quarterback. They force turnovers. And the quarterback doesn't turn the ball over himself. That's a good combination. It true. No, it is. I look at, I look at, I look at the, the team. See, I'm back on Sean's good side. Now. Yeah. I look at the Chiefs <laughs> as a talking. team. I look at the Chiefs as a team. And they really, truly may be a healthy Eric Berry away from what should be your Super Bowl favorite so now it becomes a question of chiefs tell us what is going on is he going to come back healthy what is the percentage of eric berry that we're getting is dirty dan in the mix because you throw 30 dirty dan in the mix and then you have jordan lucas and eric murray and Aaron parker more so as your depth and everyone goes back to the roles they were supposed to be at i think you're looking at a a, a stronger chance to win a super bowl anthony hitchens and reggie ragland they have not been the dynamic duo that brett beach planned for yet I think that could change by the time the season's up. I don't know if they've been completely healthy as the year has gone on yet. So I'm, I, I want to see this defense. I want to see this defense with a healthy Dirty Dan. I want to see this defense with a healthy Eric Berry. I want Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland to play better. Those things, off, if they all can happen, and you have the offense rolling like it is, you're the Super Bowl favorite. I understand. I, it looks like the Saints are going to knock it off the Rams. You may be playing the Saints, but I think that Mahomes, at his, even at this stage of his career, could beat Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. That's where you're at right now in Kansas City. It's crazy to say because this kind of came out of nowhere with this Mahomes kid, but you're right there. You're right there. I, I got the current odds before this week's games. So this was as of four or five days ago. Uh, your Super Bowl odds. And these are the people that know more than I, anybody. No, they don't know more than me. They, they know more than anybody, Sean, even no. you. There's uh-uh. two people in the room who know more than you, Sean. Sean Shadamas. How's your fantasy team? I'll take Vegas. The only reason my <laughs> fantasy team does I can't take you two today. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to put one of you guys in a, in put a glass it on box. The, put it on the text line. Next year, I want our fantasy to be auction draft. So I can keynote and highlight the players I want to go get. I want to pay as much go. money for them. I will put together a team that will go probably almost undefeated. It might, you know, you know can't some things can't but i will put together such a dominant team if i don't have to go through this snake draft mambo jumbo you mean what most people do auction drafts are where the real minds like you know yeah. that's that's the kind of but, but here's the deal, you have to draft baker mayfield no <laughs> uh i don't your, care what round it is your super bowl odds the fourth best odds in the league 
The Saints currently seven to one. Patriots six to one. The second best odds in the National Football League. By the way, touchdown, Alvin Kamara. Uh, the second best odds to win the excuse me to win the Super Bowl right now. Chiefs nine to two. Rams eight to five. I bet those odds change after they are now down twenty one points. Going into halftime. The Rams came in with the sixth overall defense as far as points given up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they knew they needed to stop Alvin Kamara today? Yeah, yes, I, I I believe they did. And I think this I is think his so. third is this his third touchdown of I, the day? It, I'm playing him, so he's gonna have five more. Yeah. <laughs> this is the he caught one, ran one. That's his third. If if you don't think that Kamara and Gurley and James White aren't gashing this Chiefs defense, it's gonna have to be Mahomes mm-hmm. that outscores. And that's how you win. I mean, that's how you're going to have to win. Unless, like I said, like unless all those things happen that I just explained, where I think the inside linebackers play better and you finally get Eric Berry back after all these joking and, and so on and so forth. Creating, creating pressure on the quarterback is the, uh, that's the ultimate equalizer. But nothing is like a sack strip fumble. That's that, that, I think that, that actually won the Super Bowl for the Broncos, right? Von Miller at yeah. the end of that yeah, game. Yeah, on Cam. Coming, coming yeah. in against Cam, and then it also won it for the uh, uh, who just beat the Patriots? Eagles. The Eagles, right? That was a sack strip fumble at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. They Def- took the they took the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. It was called back, unfortunately, due to an offsides today. But Dee Ford has shown a knack recently, and even showed it in this game again. It was called back to strip sack. Like he, that's part of his his repertoire now. It reminds me of what Tamba Ali would do, you know, back in his prime. It's not only sack the quarterback. But when he is sacking the quarterback, finding a way to jar that bar, ball loose, and that could change a game. Like, you're right about that. Like, so say the Chiefs were in a situation where they may lose a game, whether it be late in the regular season or in the playoffs. D. Ford comes around the outside, and all of a sudden it's your ball. Changes the game. Get the ball back in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. So, to like, D. Ford, a very underrated part of this season. I, uh, I, I, I feel more, since you and I started doing the pregame show back in the preseason, uh, way back, feet, way back. I mean, that was that was what three months ago. Hashtag the throw, <laughs> the throw. <laughs> it's got the whole city. I mean, he was the Mahomes was the MVP of the preseason because of one throw. And I thought the defense was a joke and they had no chance. And I thought the offense was going to be mediocre. And I and I dogged on Mahomes because he was on paper hadn't proved anything in the, in this in this uh, in this league. And then you watch everything progress, and you always watch what else is going on in the National Football League. I've never actually felt that the Chiefs were a Super Bowl contender until we are having this conversation right now. That's good. Right now, I believe they are a Super Bowl. I always thought the defense will come back to bite them. Belichick will figure something out. It's the playoffs, and Mahomes is still unproven in the postseason. But for the first time, I believe they are a Super Bowl contender after this conversation we've had. Mike, that's what we call a breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, growth, man. Congratulations. You grew today. Thanks, guys. You look like good. a flower. Thanks, sprouted guys. Some, you look good. Sprouted some colors. Good for you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. that. Cheeks are nice and rosy. <laughs> it's from alcohol. No. <laughs> Five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. Taking shots during the break. We'll take some uh, some final calls. If you want to sneak one in, you can. Five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. We'll get to more of your text messages as well at six nine three zero six. The Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players make big time plays. Six ten Sports Radio. Second and ten. Mahomes sets up the screen. Hunt. Hunt. 30. 20. Touchdown, Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's he's been the same guy since last year. I mean, he led the NFL in rushing last year, and I feel like he can just do every aspect of the game. Uh, 
the beginning of the season, I mean, other guys were kind of going off. But I think we've, we've kind of said it as offense. I mean, it, every every other game, it could be your game. And so as long as you're doing your job, I mean, you're going to get your chances. And the last few weeks, it's, it's been him. He's been the guy that's been really carrying the load on this offense. And uh, as we go throughout the season, we're going to keep just staying in process and keep trying to get better. That's the front runner for MVP of the National Football League, Patrick Showtime Mahomes. Thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, we're going to get out of here pretty quick, but we will try to sneak in a few more phone calls. You want to jump in, 576-7610. Arrowheadpride.com's Pete Sweeney, former chief linebacker and president of the Baker Mayfield fan club. Sean Barber is in the house. Uh, by the way, remember your your super parlay pick you had going on? All yeah, the, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the home teams? How did he do? Not great. Nah, I lost a few. A, you lost a couple. It's that, a parlay. That's so, a ten. T- and, and the one you, know you lost saying? early was the Steelers Ravens game. Yeah, that, that's a rivalry, man. Yeah. That one's it was, tough. It was a tough. It was it was it was it was called a long shot. You know, that's what they call Baker Mayfield. Do we have? Do we have? Is this the predict? Which which of Barber's predictions do we have here? Is this his his two predictions on the game? I got both of them. Yeah. Uh, his two predictions he made on the Chiefs game. Okay. okay. I, I think we we clarified one of them. He was talking time of possession. Thank you. When he said thirty five. Thank you for 25. clarifying that. Yeah. So, time of possession. So, yeah. Oh, but, that was time of possession. We thought yeah. that was the score. Yeah. No. No. He, we just you know Sean tries to sneak in a few things like players that don't play in fantasy to get them bounced. Sean Barber's a sneaky man. <laughs> Over unders. I was uh, ten out of thirteen. That puts me at seventy seven percent correct. <laughs> I love on the day. I love what a guy who's not about stats. It's all about stats. 0.769 to be exact. <laughs> Let's get I rounded Jay- it up. Jason is up uh, listening to us in Denver. What's up, Jason? Hey, fellas. I just want to say first-time caller and uh, long-time Arrowhead Pride uh, poster. And uh, this, uh, this team is different. I mean, in years past, we'd lose the games we weren't supposed to, you know, like the, against the teams that we should have beat. And this game was never in contention. And that's pretty. Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty rad, uh, you know, experience. It's a pretty rad feeling. So I'm just gonna leave it there. But it's uh, it's new to us, long beleaguered fans. Well, and, and it's gotta feel good, man. Thank you so much for your it phone call. Feel good? Did you not hear him? He's, it's rad. And I like the term. Rad needs to come back. It's back, baby. We need to bring rad back. I'm totally down with that. Uh, there. I, I don't know how many get, see it's what's weird to say this and you you guys tell me if you agree. If you look at the Chiefs schedule. Mm-hmm. Pick out the losses. The rest of the way out. We're not going to play this game, are we? No, but I'm just saying he mentioned games that they normally wouldn't win right. or close games that just, you know, wouldn't go their way. Cards they should win, Rams toss up. At Raiders win, home against the Ravens, probably a win. Do you feel good about going up against Joe Flacco? Yes. Uh, at home against the Chargers. That'll be an interesting game. Maybe you go to Seattle the and three, lose. The three interesting games that are left at this point. Because, I mean, Ravens were early on in the season, it seemed like. But now John Harbaugh, you see, is getting questioned as to whether or not he's on the hot seat. So I think they're starting to implode a little bit. It's the Rams, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. The Raiders should be wins. That team is one of the biggest jokes we've seen, I think, in the past, what, t- 10 years. Uh, Cardinals should be a win. They're not a good football team. Ravens should be a win. Yeah, so you're looking at three more games where you won't. So if you count that, and it's hard to just assume this, but if you count, so they're eight and one, that would be one, two, three, four additional wins. So you're already at twelve and one. It's yep. just how the rest of them go. I mean, I I, I could or see eleven and one. I should say. I'm not calling for Bob Sutton's head or Andy Reid's head if they lose in Mexico City and Seattle. I'm not mad. That's still thirteen and three. If 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 they win all the other ball games, 
Because I don't think, unlike previously, I don't think there's games you're supposed to lose. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be the best win output by Reed in Chiefs history, or his Chiefs history, I think it would be 13. Let's get James up in KC. What's up, James? Well, I was just calling to say the defense of the Chiefs, yeah, they're they're a little minus there. But going against the Rams, I think that game's going to come down in the Rams game is whoever has the ball last because both of these offenses are excellent. So uh, I I just believe it's going to come down like the New England game. Whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. That's all I was talking about. Hey, thank you for the phone call, James. Mike, I just thought of this, but as a Chiefs fan, I think when you're th- talking about final record for the year, you want anything but 13-3. and three. Why is that? It's back in 2003, 13-3. <coughs> what? Sore spot. Go on. Uh, Why are you reminding Sean of that? Yeah, I mean, come on. My guy Sean I think here. a lot of Chiefs fans Sore would spot. rather 12-4 and four before 13-3 and three again going into this postseason. I think they'd like to be 13-3. and three. Mm, Disagree. Because there's a good chance. There's a hex. There's a hex with 13-3. and three. Not New Englanders, not you know they what? use thirteen and Let, three and go right on to the Super Bowl. Mahomes should just take care of this and they should just go in fourteen and two. Let's get the last call up. It's brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits. And it is Hunter in Olathe. Hunter, you get last call, brother. Uh what up? Um I'm just ecstat- I'm ec- ecstatic about Patty Mahomes and how you're never out of a drive with him. Cause back in all the other chief seasons I've watched when we had a false start or whatever. We, it was demoralizing to the drive with Patty. We are never out of it, and it's so exciting to watch him every single offensive play. He's right, and, and thank you for that phone call, Hunter. Hunter was last call. Last call is brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits Superstore with their newest location. Now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock near Best Buy. I mean, it wasn't so much what Mahomes did on a third and 20 in that first half, mm-hmm. but it was what Spencer Ware did on that third and 20 in the first half. But he's right. I mean, there are plays where it's like, well, this should be over. And, it, and it's not. We barely even talked about Spencer Ware and just how he's back mm-hmm. and coming to his own. He looks like an RB1 out there. I, I tweeted during the game that maybe he belongs to another team so he could start. Sean, I know you disagreed with me. I don't necessarily think that he could be a starter. But he's playing like it at least, you know, the past few games. And, and man, it, 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 there's only one football. These guys are so talented. And, and there's a lot of options on this team that would be number one options across the National Football League. And that's a cool thing if you're a Chiefs fan. It really is. I mean, you got you – got, Upper echelon players all over. You got to watch the way you misquote me. You know what I'm saying? Me and Spencer, we're on a good, we have good mojo going on. I'm a big supporter of Yes Lord, which is his uh, clothing line. And so my, my my statement during the game about him being a RB1 a, a RB one is I don't think another team would tr- trade or, or assume him as far as a free agent contract as an RB1. Not that he doesn't have the talent or the ability to be an RB1, but you have to have the you have to have a a perceived value for another team to see you fitting into their backfield as an RB1. So, we will that's find, the difference of it. We'll find out. He's a free agent. Oh yeah, he'll be free. He'll be free. He'll we'll be, find I mean, out one way we or got, the other. We got, we got, you know, the Chiefs got a lot of other uh priorities to take care of as far as free agency, so He'll be somebody that um, you know this this is this season's going to do what it's supposed to do. I, I like show that. he's been productive and being able to go out and continue to play. I like where fitting into a one A one B situation like at Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay in, in Denver. I said that during the game. I don't necessarily know if he's a true number one like you would a Gurley or a Hunt, but definitely like that one A one A B type of deal. What we learned today, Chiefs kind of play as you would expect them to. I, I walked in this game thinking that they'd win 35-21. to 21. They won 37-21. They handle bad teams. The defense still has some something left to be desired, but they win the games they're supposed to. Now it's can the, they win the games we're not that sure of. 
Sean, what'd you learn today in the Chiefs win over the Browns? I learned today that Pat Mahomes is who I thought he was from his first day of training camp, what I thought he was from a year ago, and why I entered the season thinking that this offense was going to be 35-plus points a game. And the same reason why I know Baker Mayfield ain't who I thought he would be. <laughs> just oh another God. guy. He's a jag. Man, just dude, another guy. You know, if he, if that pass isn't picked just off by Nelson. another guy. He throws for three bills and three scores if that pass isn't picked off. I wish I could get his post game, the, the Baker Mayfield post game. Did you start this music on purpose, Chris, so we would have to end this fight again? I'm sick of it, so I can't wait till later. I'm not sick of it. I'm going to start texting Sean. Hey, guys, thanks so much. We'll do it again next week. Uh, we will see everybody Hot next Cardinals week. game. Bart, Bart Scott, <laughs> can't wait. In. Bart Get Scott, early. can't thanks wait. To our producer, can't uh, wait. Chris, Ben, who will cut up all of our highlights for us. For Pete Sweeney and for Sean Barber and for Baker Mayfield. I'm Mike Wicked. Thanks so much for Sam tuning in. <laughs> Chiefs win. Have a good week. <laughs> This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.